Welcome to Coastline Church, seeking renewed faith in Humboldt County by being settled and secure in God's love. To learn more, visit coastlinefoursquare.com. You know, when Fran um, asked us last week to kind of get up and, and um, honor our fathers by giving a little testimony and, and a memory about our dads, uh, well, I didn't know it was going to start such a whirlwind in me of memories and uh, of my past and experiences and situations for me. Oh, my. So I remember telling you that there were three men who came out. They were from Teen Challenge, and they were going to weed whack the property. It had been so many years, and the weed and the briars had literally climbed up about half of the house, almost covered a, a garage, if you couldn't be, Randy's laughing because he's probably I, seen I this happen. And well, anyway, it took him about five hours, three men uh, with these high powered uh, machines and they cleared one acre of land. <laughs> All I can say is I wish I had pictures because it was quite a transformation. Anyway. Once the job was completed, they asked about all the stuff that they had uncovered. Stuff that my dad had made. He had made a tractor. I mean, from scratch, he took an old Model A Ford engine and started building this tractor. And it sits in the garage. And he built a, um, um, a wood splitter out of parts that he just... He was an amazing, amazing man. He was... Um, I can't say enough about his abilities. And, you know, it gave me a chance to really brag about my dad to these guys. So it was a really good uh, meeting. So once the briars were cut away, everything that was hidden was revealed. There was stuff I didn't even know was in there. It was quite uh, revealing. And so it revealed the land. It revealed the house. It revealed the equipment that he had made. And so, like I say, it was a transformation. And no one knew uh, what was hiding under all that overgrowth until it was brought into the light. Now, there's a story in that. Okay. So what does the Bible, uh, what does the word hide mean? Do you have just a simple hide? When you want to hide something. Conceal. Take it out of you. Take it out of you. Yeah. Cover it up. Push it down. Hmm. Right on. It says to put or keep out of sight. Conceal from view or notice of others. To keep secret and unknown. So there are some examples in the Bible of people hiding, hiding themselves, hiding things, hiding secrets. So I'm going to name a few. <clears throat> Adam and Eve hid from God in the garden. Why? Speak up. The first step. Yeah. Well, also because they were naked and they didn't want God to see them naked. That's it. Adam said, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid. Exactly. Moses was hidden by his mother for three months. Why did she hide her baby boy? Keep him alive. Keep him alive. Keep him covered up so that he wouldn't die. Yeah, Pharaoh had a death warrant on all the baby boys. 
Noah and his family were hidden inside the ark. It rained for 150 days. We have no reason to complain <laughs> about this fog. Achan at Ai hid plunder inside of his tent when God gave orders for everything to be destroyed. He thought that it was well hidden, but what it cost him was his life and his family's life by disobeying God. Five kings ran into a cave when Joshua was chasing them, and that cave became their grave. Jonah was hidden in the belly of a great fish for three days until his attitude changed. <laughs> David and his mighty men were chased by Saul and hidden deserts and caves for safety. They were in the Engedi. It was a beautiful place, and there were some water holes and little streams and but it was pretty barren and, and dry, hot, oh my gosh. The long side of the Engedi, there were these caves, and that is where they hid. Elijah hid in a mountain cave, escaping from Jezebel. But who did God encounter there? Who did, who did Elijah encounter there? He encountered God, huh? What, when, how, did, how did Elijah um, hear God or know it was God? Fire? Earthquake? A small voice. You heard him in a whisper. Sometimes that's how we hear God, huh? Just a whisper. And we wonder sometimes, is that you, God? Yeah, it's him. Mary hid these things in her heart. That's one of my favorite phrases. Mary hid these things in her heart. She was gifted with this precious, precious gift inside of her, her womb, and she kept it a secret because she was not a blabbermouth. When I knew I was pregnant, I was like, go on, everybody, I'm pregnant, but not her. She kept these things in her heart. And Jesus was hidden away and buried in a tomb for three days, and then up from the grave, he arose with a mighty triumph or his foes, and so do we. So what happens to us when we hide? When we hide for protection and safety and perceived danger or out of fear, we become prime targets for mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical ailments, like depression like nervousness or anxiety, the inability to really focus in the Word of God. Or how about gut problems? Mm -hmm. Anytime we have this stress level up, our immunities go way down. We isolate and insulate ourselves with skewed beliefs when we're trying to hide from the world or hurt. Oh, if they only knew me, they wouldn't like me. So I'll disappear. If I'm alone, no one can harm me, betray me, or trouble me. You know, I don't want to get hurt again. This is just who I am. You'll just have to deal with it. How's that working for you? Building a fortress around your heart may guard it from harm, but it also keeps everyone and everything out. 
You will miss out on the love and opportunities that God has for you. Too many to list. By hiding your heart and your true self, you think you're keeping yourself from experiencing pain brought by others. But you are only hurting yourself. In your heart, you still crave all the things that everybody else does. You want love, acceptance, and belonging. And God created us to be in relationship with him and with others. But when we try to hide, conceal ourselves, we try to disappear, isolate, insulate ourselves against things, we don't experience the fullness of our relationships or of the things, the blessings that God has for us. And healthy relationships don't thrive in the dark. They flourish when there is vulnerability and trust, transparency, honesty, and love. You know, just the kind of stuff that God, that's how he loves us. In Psalm 17, uh, 7, he says, Show me the wonders of your great love, you who save by your right hand, those who take refuge in you from their foes, and keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who are out to destroy me, from my, mor for my, from my mortal enemies who surround me. In those two sentences, I found four things that I can attribute to God. God has great love for his children. He saves those who take refuge in him. And we are the apple of God's eye. We are cherished and we are adored. And he delights in us. And he loves us so much. God hides us from the evil one. Another question. Does God hide? Yes. God hides his face from sin. Sin separates us from God. Isaiah 59, 2, but your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. Deuteronomy 32, he says, I hide my face from them, he said, and see what their end will be, for they are a perverse generation, children who are unfaithful. God and sin are not compatible when Jesus was on the cross, he was forsaken by his and abandoned by his father because of all the sin that was heaped upon him. God hid his face from his son because of my sin, because of your sin, and because of all sin. You know, everyone wants to feel safe and protected and secure. It's things that, that bring assurance to our life. Life counts. It's a need we're born with. The enemy of our soul, though, he knows this, and he sets his sights right on our children. He does everything in his power to kill them, steal their future, and destroy any hope they might have. He especially does not want them serving God for the rest of their life. So he plucks them off when they're young. Here's a chilling thought. The first five years of years of a child's life sets the stage for their future. The first five years of a child's life sets the stage for their future. 
Unless God intervenes at some point, this remains a sad prediction for many children. So when I was uh, between the ages of three and six, it was pretty bad at my house. And I would hide myself inside of a thicket made of blackberry bushes. And it was just big enough and round enough for me to get in and buckle my knees up and just sit there. And I was trying to disappear. And I was also hiding, trying to protect myself and avoid the abuse and the chaos which resided in our home. I was full of fear and I was lonely. I didn't trust anyone. And that stayed with me right into adulthood. The only time I came out of that thicket <clears throat> was to eat or go to the bathroom or sleep, finally sleep. No one came looking for me, so I stayed hidden. I missed learning a lot of social skills, playing like a child. My health and my hygiene suffered, and I had no friends. And the thicket became my hiding place. You know, we hide in order to protect ourselves from a common denominator, and that is fear. We withdraw, we cover up, we shut ourselves in while shutting others out. We deny or lie. We refuse to let ourselves be vulnerable and experience life. Have you ever heard the statement, what you suppress gets expressed? You may try to push it down, cover it up, or even candy coat it. I've tried all those. But at some point in time, whatever it is for you, it will float up to the surface and get exposed. Do, do we actually think that we can hide anything from God? It's a fruitless endeavor. And God asks us a rhetorical question. Am I only a God nearby, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Who could hide in secret places where I cannot see them, declares the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord. So I have one last question. Is there good that can come from hiding? Yes, but only with God. Psalm 22:24. for he has not despised or scorned the suffering or the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry. He listened to my cry. 1 Corinthians 4, 5 says, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. My favorite, Colossians 3.3, for you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. There is only one safe place on this earth and that is to be hidden in Christ. And if you're a believer, you are hidden in Christ. Psalm 32, you are my hiding place. I don't need to be in that thicket anymore. I don't need to hide myself. I don't need to disappear. Because God is my hiding place now. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. 
And that is the song of victory. Isaiah 45, I will give you hidden treasures, riches stored in secret places so that you may know that I am God. He blesses those who reveal themselves to him. That you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. You know, the day that Jesus called me his own was the first best day of my life. Daniel 2.22, he reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness, and light dwells in him. God is light. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Wherever God goes, things are revealed, things are uncovered, things are uh, brought out of the darkness, and it's, it's revealed to the light and the radiance of, of the glory of God. Don't be afraid of those who threaten you, for a time is coming when everything that is covered will be revealed, and all that is secret will be made known to all. In Psalm 7, 9, End all wickedness, O Lord, and bless all who truly worship God. For you, the righteous God, look deep within the hearts of men and examine all their motives and all their thoughts. You know, nothing escapes God's knowledge or God's view. He is everywhere at once. He knows everything at once. He's all-powerful at once. Psalm 44 says, If I had forgotten the name of our God or spread out our hands to a foreign God, would not God have discovered it? If we're trying to hide ourselves, protect ourselves, we're focused on things we fear totally, would not God have discovered it? Since he knows the secret of the heart, all hearts. So why do we try to hide parts of ourselves from our Creator? He already knows us inside out, through and through, over, under, around, and through. But respectfully, God desires to be invited into our inner world, into those pain-filled experiences that keeps us from everything, life, He provided, enjoying the life He provided. Psalm 139, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. So this is a request for God to seek out those secret hidden areas that may be there, but we're not really aware of. You know, we can even hide things from ourselves huh? and go on our merry little way. They're giving God full permission and access to clean any debris out of their life. It takes surrender and trust to let God have his way with you. When I got tired of my unhealthy and unfruitful life patterns, I was ready to surrender. Believe me, I was more than ready to give up those bad patterns of life that had formed when I was a little girl in that thicket, fearful and lonely and so self-absorbed. And so I simply told God, Lord, do whatever you need to do to make me whole and to make me healthy, even if it hurts, even if it's uncomfortable, even if things get exposed that I don't want exposed. You do whatever it takes. Then he went to work. 
patiently, lovingly, and skillfully, transforming my mind and giving me a new heart and replacing his love for my fears. For perfect love casts out fear. I guess you could say I'm one of many of God's miracles, and so are each of you, because you all have a past that you've had to overcome. You see, he knew me when I was hiding in the thicket, and he knows me even better today. In spite of my deficiency, he chose me for his own, and he knew each one of you while you were still sinners. He died for you. He loved you anyway. He loved us all the way to the cross, which is where we are made whole, we're made holy, we're known intimately, we are accepted totally, and we are loved eternally. He changes us into a new creation. First Peter 2.9 says, but you, but you, his people, are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Do you think God, once he gets a hold of you, he's going to let you go? Nothing can snatch you out of his hand. He has got you. You are God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. And once you had not received mercy, but now we have received mercy. Now because of that, that new improved you because of Jesus, this is what we have waiting for us. 1 Corinthians 2.9. We just read it up here. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no heart has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. We have some place that is beyond our comprehension. We can't even conceive it. Sometimes you can't even imagine it, waiting for us in heaven. I can honestly say, I want to be there, but not yet. <laughs> that will be the second best day of my life. And I'm waiting for it to come. So come, Lord Jesus. Here's what God desires from his kids. You must love the Lord with all your heart with all your soul and all your mind and all your strength, your entire being engaged. He wants of you. He wants all of you. He wants you. And he wants you to love all of him. And he doesn't want bits and pieces. He wants the whole enchilada. And so we're going to ask Jerry to come up, and he's going to play some soft music, and I'm going to ask you one last thing. Thank you, Jerry. You the man. Thank you, Jesus. So can we give God a quiet moment with our eyes closed? And will you invite him into those hidden places of your heart 
those painful places, those damaged places, and finally surrender them over to Him. Let Him change your and make beauty from ashes. He'll give you strength for fear. He'll give you the oil for your joy. And He'll give you peace for your despair if you invite Him to. So let's close our eyes. We're going to quiet down and just give God just a moment today. Jesus. We can trust you in your our innermost being, those fragile parts of us into your safekeeping because no one loves us like you. No one can protect us like you do and no one saves us like you do because there is no one like you. And I just praise the Lord for the changes in the transformation that he has done in my life, and I know he's done it in your life. So it says that we are to declare the praises of the Lord because of those things that he has brought into the light, and he has um, healed those things. So I thank you, and I wish you all a beautiful day. And thank you, Lord, um, for providing us with this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today at Coastline Church. To find out more information, please visit coastlinefoursquare.com.